Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. The Rise Up Network is committed to sharing those stories of servant leaders, those men and women that are in the community, in the marketplace, making a difference and making an impact. We have a fantastic leader in studio with us. We're going to cover a topic that is very, very important to us San Diegans. I have community relations with Stockdale Capital Partners, Jimmy Parker. Welcome, sir. Good afternoon. This is a great place. I've never been here before. You know, there, there's a group of media folks that are really good at their job and make, make me look good. But thank you for being here. I know you have a lot of demands on your time. You're, you're actually working in something that's so, so important with Horton Plaza in downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to dig in and get into all that stuff, but give us a little bit of background. You know, where where'd you grow up? Where are you from? How would you even get into this business? Well, I grew up in Linda Vista. Okay, so just over on my right so, shoulder. So just over the hill there. Um, and I, I'm proud to say I'm, I'm a third-generation San Diego State University graduate. Right on. Um, Go Aztecs. And, and my, I, my son and, and my niece. My niece will graduate this year. My son graduated a couple yeah. of years back. and um, So we've got multiple generations of Aztecs. And, right on. Uh, um, and that's kind of what leads me into... Um, part of that passion of being in downtown um, yeah. and got me involved in Horton Plaza. The unique part for me is uh, what many people may not know, but in 1985 when they opened it, I threw the confetti off the top of the building for the big parade. No way. No, it's really true. What, it would have like been 10? No, it wasn't 10. <laughs> um, uh, it was... Uh, I was involved in events at that time. I was okay. part of the group in 84 that brought in Street Scene to the Gas Lamp Quarter and cool. worked with Rob Hagee Productions for 20 years, putting on Street Scene there in downtown San Diego. So wow. I've seen it since Skid Row. Okay, so you've seen Gas Lamp go through quite a transformation. That's true. Wow. And I, I can tell stories of uncles and all that when Gas Lamp was off limits to the Navy, because like a lot of us, that's how my family got here. I have two grandfathers, both okay. were in the Navy, came during World War II yep. and stayed, yep. uh, brought their families and set down roots. And this is where they, they decided to grow their families. But uh, um, I can remember in high school, I wasn't allowed to go south of Broadway. Okay. Uh, and, off limits. Uh, and then if uh, I was, because the old spaghetti factory was down there in uh, 76, and okay. Wow. Um, okay. had to leave before the sun went down. So I kind of have a pretty good background about downtown San Diego. Wow. And give us a little history lesson, you know. So you started getting involved in, you know, 85, mid-80s. You know, what was Gaslamp like in the 90s and then early 2000s? Well, you know, the, the great thing is, and it, I always love this about San Diego, as big as it gets, it's still a small town. Yeah. And back then... Yeah. You know, the business owners were many times the property owners and uh, because it was a neglected area of downtown for investment and things like that. There were a few visionaries uh, that uh, who saw the potential mm-hmm. and like Bud Fisher or Howard Greenberg, um, Jim uh, Ahern, a lot of people who had bought during that time. And, and we're trying to bring this area back up. But it was a lot of work. This is before sure. those gas lamps were there. Right. Uh, the archway. Um, they were working on plans for expanded sidewalks. But these were, these were the founders. Uh, Tom Hom, who was the first uh, minority council person, Asian, who, was, mm-hmm. who grew up in the district. He, he was walking the streets at that time. So I got to meet those people. They were very tied to their neighborhood, very proud of their neighborhood. And I know that's tough for people to believe because it was also where all the peep shows, and adult theaters and yep. some of the more notorious dive bars, but it didn't change the, the fact that they had true ownership, and that's what attracted me and getting to know these people and influenced me a lot in things that I do and still do in downtown San Diego. 
And what do you what do you see the you know the most recent change you know that seems like the last ten years, you know there's been a lot of change, particularly gas lamp downtown. I mean East Village. I mean literally, literally all of it. Well, I think you can talk about San Diego. You know we had that downturn right about ten oh, years yeah. ago. Yep. And I think we all um, got a good understanding that nothing's permanent and that uh, even a baseball team, they moved down in, in 2004. There's still a lot of great energy, mm-hmm. and the Padres are a great example. They keep reinventing the event experience. I, I'm not here to talk about the baseball team on the field. I know uh, Ron Fowler and the group are working hard and, and trying to prove that. But keep what praying they, for them. <laughs> absolutely. But you know what? The other thing they do is you know look at all the concerts that come through there. Look at their relationship with Comic-Con. Look at all the things that they've taken a ballpark Rather than being, when, you know, in, in, in my career, I got the chance to tour some big bands, and I ended up like at Yankee Stadium and, and, and yep. places like that were monoliths. And, and though respected in the community, they were walled off from the community, not unlike the original Horton Plaza. But Petco has a park in it, and it's open to its community, and they do a lot of events that aren't baseball, and they make that an integral part of the neighborhood. So uh, those are the kinds of things you've really seen happen in the last 10 years that we have a much better idea of how we need to be more linked. And I think linkages, whether that's through business, through uh, our own relationships, but even communities. So that's why you see a little Italy start to come up. And it's really how that links with the waterfront, which used to be the waterfront was right there before they built all that. But it's also linking back to now watch what's going on at Seaport Village, seeing the growth that's happening with hotels around Gaslamp. But Gaslamp's also transforming and the plans that they're doing down there, which is a great lead into Horton Plaza. Horton Plaza... for a lot of people's different definitions, but the fact is it was a great shot in the arm to just spring the spotlight away from the suburbs and back into downtown. And it, for the, the visionaries that not just uh, Ernie Hahn, but it was uh, the, the Jerry Trimbles and all that, the Pete Wilsons, uh, who said, we got to do something down here. And there's so much opportunity uh, because there was a lot of parking lots, um, a lot of great old theaters. And I'm still kind of sad that those got torn down sure. for the Horton Plaza. But, you know, people don't remember there were softball fields where the convention center is now. It was a very flat. It wasn't as what you see a, a typical downtown. They saw vision. They saw yeah, things that yeah. really could happen. And, and that's what we're looking at now because they built something that was insular because of the homeless, because of Skid Row, because yep. all that. We've learned since the last 10 years, connect. And that's what we're really right, looking right. at at Horton now, is how this project, this six, this six blocks, six yep. city blocks, there's not too many projects that size. Right. Plus with the park out front, you're talking about seven and a half city blocks that needs to relate to its overall community, and then the mm-hmm. region. Wow. And so what we know Horton Plaza is now, what is what's the timeline and what's the vision for that? You know, and what are what what is what should we be expecting as San Diegans? Well, um, I expect a lot of us. I think that's fair. Uh, we okay. we took this on and and it was a great when I got to meet the owners. I met the owners about eighteen months ago. They asked me for okay. dinner. Uh, I had knew one of them quite some time, longtime um, owner. Another one who invested in Gaslamp, the yep. Jewelers Exchange, the Keating okay. Building. Yep. And, uh, and Edward Kane called me up and said, we go to lunch. And I, I met the other partners and the other people in the project, uh, the Yari brothers. And, and, 
and they talked about it. Said, so "What do you think?" And I told them about all the problems: this fortress and the parking structure. Right, it's very insular. Oh, you know, it's insular, but also you know the whole fruit and vegetable system. You get lost. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, and this meandering system that was great for retail, but in the end has been its demise because people get lost in there. They don't feel comfortable and. Where you can go to a place like uh, Fashion Valley, and you know where sure. you're going and right. how you get there, and there's plenty of parking that's very oh free. Yeah, right. Oh, free by the way. Um, so uh, we had a conversation on that, and then a couple months later, they they said, "Well, hey, would you come help us out?" And um, and that was when we had that conversation. Well, really, what do you want to do here? Yeah. And what they said to me, and I think that's important, and what I want to really get home today is they looked at the dream that was put out there way back, even before Horton Plaza, but Horton Plaza about this, mm -hmm. live, work, play. We hear that live, all work, the time. We do. We, every city uses it. Right. Every city uses it, but it's great. It is. But is it reality? Correct. Because what we did is um, we created play, Gaslamp Quarter. Sure. Sure, we, play. We did, we did a we good did. job. We put a convention center in. We put a ballpark in. We, we put them all. Yeah. Play. Then... We started building housing and hotels, but a lot of housing. We put in yeah. the last uh, 15 years, we've built a lot of housing units in downtown. Sure. And I think everybody can be proud of that. Condo as well as... Hundreds as, of units. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, I think we say thousands. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we've only built one significant office building in downtown. Mm -hmm. Everything has been built out in the suburbs, which is completely opposite of live, work, play. Right. We Especially made in an urban... Area. Right, where density is allowed. Density yeah. is encouraged. And now what you do is you're at 163, the 94, the 5 in the morning, watch all the cars leave. Yep. At night, watch them all try to come back during a Padre game or during yeah, Comic-Con. Forget about it. Forget about it, right? So our, 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 our challenge is we got to inject the pl that work. And that's what they said. And they said, well, what, what does that really mean? They said, well, we're looking at now, you're looking at 750,000 square feet of retail. That's the way it is right now. Um, they're going to add, they want to add another 300,000 or more, depending on the tenants, and still keeping 300,000 of retail, complimentary yep. retail for the community, because it's an open mall. They want to keep that. Okay. But at the same time, bring the work. Four to 5,000 high-paying jobs. That's not numbering all the support positions that come underneath that. That's wow. engineers. That's uh, scientists. That's um, uh, technicians. Uh, that's mathematician, STEM, yeah, uh, that, that, yep. that classical word everybody wants. But then it's everything that supports that. That includes doggy daycare. It includes theaters. It includes restaurants, which, again, is in the neighborhood, but we can also complement with. And that's when it hit me. I said, yeah, I really want to be involved with this because this right. is now the Now you work. guys are thinking right. We really are. This is what we've missed. This is actually what is really, I think, held Gaslamp back is mm. it, it's, it's a destination. And that's great. It's a, it. it Millions of people a year come, but yep. it's become a little down lately. It's had some challenges because it's hard to sustain play. Think about it yourself. Go for a run. Can you run forever? You can't. Sure. So if you can bring in those other things that make life work, live, work, play, those play areas will be healthier. We've got Little Italy that's growing incredibly, actually having growing pains because they're now experiencing what Gaslamp experienced when I ran it back in the early 2000s. Mm. Uh, parking, 
Parking, um, traffic. Residents. Right. I mean, everything that, that, that's going on, and as well as your history running into your future, because some people just like things to stay the way they were. Of course. And a lot of people also want to change things. So you, you get that push either way. But what helps sustain that is neighborhoods. And mm. in when Little Italy and Gaslamp and Seaport, the Marina East Village, which is just so ready to take off, when it becomes your neighborhood where you also work and play, Yep. You will start to adopt them more on just we go for birthdays or when people come in from out of town. And Gaslamp has always suffered that. It's your celebratory place versus your place. And I, I believe that. I, I've been down there since 84, ran it for 12 years. Yep. That's a challenge. What are some of the, you know, the misconceptions or the preconceived notions that you're hearing from folks about Horton Plaza? Well, I, I think the first thing is um, that uh, I always love hearing, well, where's my shopping going to come? And, right. and, and I, I look at them, I look at you, it says, when's the last time that you, uh, let's call it on a regular basis, went shopping, especially for things you need, or did you hop on your computer? On your cell phone. Correct. The world changed on us. Yeah. Retail yep. is a model that's struggling right now. Yeah, totally. There, there, there's a reason why Nordstrom downsides. That's a great company. They take care of their employees. They take care of their customers. They're downsizing. Yep. Macy's has having challenges. J.C. Penney's is trying to keep the doors Sears open. Sears and Roebuck went out of business, for God's sake. Sears and Roebuck, Sears. exactly. I mean, so when you're looking at that, when you're looking at models that, that have been set in stone from The Gap to uh, Victoria's Secret... They yep. want to change their whole marketing models, everything they're doing. Retail, it's challenged. Yeah. And so when people say, where is my shopping? My answer is, is where are the shoppers? Because they're not there. Right. And, and, right. and you look at UTC, that's all you have to know. Westfield knows a lot about things. And they were yep. bought by somebody who knows even more. The biggest retailers in the world. This is the guys with the biggest shopping centers everywhere. And what did they do at UTC? They did some great things. But you it's know an what, experience right, now. But what got added? residential. It's a residential development as well. They moved the live into the play. Hmm. The walk, the work is right across the street. That's yep. that gateway. Yep. We used to call the golden triangle. Now they call the Hoya. Right. Right. But I mean, think yeah. about it. Yeah. They see that same model. They've got to create a community up there that ties not only into UCSD, University City, but a greater region that includes Sorrento Valley. They got to bring in the work and the live to up right. support that play. Yeah, it's again we didn't invent it. it this is, is actually a really easy model when you see it. Yeah. So when the big guys are paying attention to that, that's why again back to what Horton that misconception of where am I retail? Well, retail will come where you go. Right. And that's why we're not removing retail. That yeah. was the first thing we were told: go to dirt, build right. build build more condos or right. build apartments. It'll be great. And we said, well, no, we're bringing in work. Well, how about then to just they commute the same building and say, no, we actually think people, and we've seen this in the Bay Area, they like to leave their office building and then go home. They don't want to live in the same building. Right. But they also want to have a restaurant. They also want to have those things all around them sure. and create a community. And we think, because San Diego is so unique, so many great days of weather, um, such a walkable downtown, great neighborhoods around it, that it also creates a sense of place for these employees that they don't always get when you're in a campus in Sorrento Valley. Sure. Which is much more back to the bubble, back to the walls right. versus open. 
because these people socialize just like you and I. These people are creative. They're not necessarily sitting in cubicles. They create in, 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 in they create their own environment. They do in parks, under trees, in cafes. Right. Starbucks. Correct. Right. So, you know, what what do you, what do you see as you know, work STEM? What type of spaces can we anticipate here? You know, are you seeing something like a WeWork? Are you seeing a few different things? You know, what does that look like? Well, you know, that's that's a great question, and I love when I get that one. Um, the, the wonderful thing is we don't know who's coming. Okay. We're out in the market. Sure. But we have a good idea what it looks like. A WeWork is part, but this is okay. a million square feet. WeWork is a it's very massive. small portion yeah. because that's an incubator setup. That builds, that's the building blocks that come into a center like that. Because we're looking for companies yeah. who want large footprint. Sure. And, and we're looking at those tech companies that are now being priced out of San Francisco. And it's not because Apple and Google, and I'm not saying we have Apple and Google, but what I'm saying Hold is those- Hold the phone, folks, all love them. <laughs> um, and they've been looking at San Diego, so it's okay to bring that up. They've been all over and can't, totally. and can't find the square footage. Right. Because we didn't build office buildings. Right. Um, but it's not that they can't write a check. Their employees can't. Right. Back to where they live, work, play. So in the Bay Area, one of their greatest problems is they're living in places like Piedmont and Fairfield, and they have to have a commute that is one to two hours to get into the city or get into Silicon Valley, San Jose. Their quality of life, they're losing employees. Valued, highly skilled, highly educated employees who just say, I'm really good at what I do. I can live somewhere else. Yep. I don't need to be in the car most of my life. That's who we're looking at. That's who we're going at because San Diego, there is a livable product that they can afford. Yeah, San Diego's cheaper than the right. Bay Area. Right. Um, but also our lifestyle. It's very attractive to this, these, these, these people because we have beaches. We have mountains. We have something for everybody. I have, mean, I'm a transplant. And I love this place. I'm never going anywhere. Yeah, think about it. I got two working theaters in this complex. Wow. Everybody forgets that, but right. they are. Balboa Theater is not part of the mall, but it's about that far away. Right. <laughs> the wall is almost out. I work with them every day. Yep. The Lyceum is part of the project. We're yep. working with them. So that's what these people are looking for. There's so much available for them, and that's why and then we, you bring it to STEM. is a great thing is the fact that downtown, our downtown, yeah. is one of the only areas in our region that is completely connected to the rest of the region. Um, all the way to the border, because our trolley goes, is our no, yep. is a loop around downtown. It goes to the border. It also goes through and in San Diego State. Yep. I know the people who put the tunnel, went to school with them. Right, there you go. Um, right to USD. And then when we open, guess where it opens as well? UTC, UCSD. There we go. For our potential tenants, those graduates, they pay a lot of money to relocate them. On average, 5,000 STEM graduates we're, we're producing out of San Diego are leaving town. On average. Let's keep them here. UCSD and San Diego State alone, just those two schools produce more than Berkeley and Stanford every year. Fun fact, I did not know that. Very attractive, again, to the tenants we're talking yeah. to. They now, with that transportation component, can be on campus recruiting because that's the way it's so competitive now. It's like sports. They're recruiting engineering majors when yeah. they're sophomores. 
Wow. Letters of intent almost. Wow. Because by the time they get to seniors, they're in full competition with everybody. Yep. That's what we're seeing. Wow. Wow, I know you guys have an event, and we're a little bit short on time, and you and I can sit here and talk for hours. I don't Absolutely. want to rush you out of here by any means. But what's this event coming up, and what are some parting words for our network? What, what do you want people to know? What do you want people to do? Well, one thing very important, um, and thank you for bringing it up. We have a meeting uh, next week on Wednesday at 5.30. It's right next to Macy's there on Broadway Circle. Yep. Um, you can go to HortonPlazaPark.com. Uh, There's the event information. HortonPlazaPark.com, HortonPlazaPark.com. And uh, the, it's a public meeting workshop to get input and to see what we've already been working on on redesigning the park. Anybody who's been down to that park understands the, the homeless issues, the design issues. It's, it's rather sparse. Uh, it's not that inviting. And we're looking at it as our front door. And it needs work, and we're going to change it to be more of a community gathering place, more hospitality uses, much more friendly, programmable. A lot of people, uh, I think we had high hopes for Westfield and what they do there with the city. Um, but I don't mind telling you, Cost overruns delayed didn't make a better park. Hmm. It's falling apart. We've been spending lots of money fixing things. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to fix it all together, and we want your input. That's why we want you to come. Tell us what you want. I can't do everything. There won't be any lemonade right. in the fountains and all that. We also can't solve homelessness, but we actually know a lot of the tools working with our partners in downtown to manage it and make that space come back to the community and the people and our tenants to really have that park have a position for the community tied to our project. And that way it's constantly funded for maintenance and security and, and all those things. Love it. Jimmy, we're gonna have to have you come on again because clearly this is a project that's just in the early onset. You know, and downtown is you know, such a vital part to our region. In Horton Plaza, I mean, we're gonna need you to come back. You know, anytime, uh, it's one of those nice things. It's in my job description. I get to talk about my hometown and about a project I love. So absolutely. Fantastic. So folks, you're going to want to go out and get informed. You're going to want to go to HortonPlazaPark.com. Check that out. Get involved. Don't be one of those people that sits on the sideline and, you know, comes to conclusions. Have a stake in this thing. Show up there, voice your opinion, learn what's going on. You know, get involved, dialogue with these guys. You know, Jimmy is running community relations. They're all ears. They want our input. I think that our downtown is changing. Our region's changing all for the better and we have an opportunity to actually say what we want what do we want to see how do we want to participate and that's what the rise up network of the community is about it's not about being a doormat it's about rising up and speaking your peace and helping each other out and that's what we're doing rising up mm -hmm.